0: sorry i was late i was making chai how was it i haven't tasted it yet can't you see the steam <laughs> but
1: but a real like okay so i don't know if your dad was like this but would he drink his chai like scalding like right like you pour it right oh in yeah oh, it, and yeah. you're you're sitting there and you're like what is your tongue made of rubber like how are you not dead yeah this this is a guy who like you know, chili peppers too. So. Oh, same, same thing. My, my mom will have made the chai, poured it for like all three of us. I drink it now because I'm an adult. So he'll, you know, my dad will be sitting there with his with his cup of chai already like finished. Meanwhile, I'm like blowing on the top of mine, getting ready to take my first sip. I'm like, how, 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 and also why.
0: <laughs> well, you you do know that um Indian fathers' tongues are made of the same material on your tires.
1: Yes. That's <laughs> accurate. That's
0: accurate. <laughs> Seriously. So um Crystal sent us a Google Sheet. She sent it to you too. Oh,
1: okay. Let me see.
0: Check your email. Um, <laughs> didn't you um, hear that? A lot of,
1: this is a lot of homework. It's like we're this, having this is to a, do for this podcast.
0: This isn't like the Tom Hanks movie. You've got mail. You didn't get okay. that little notice? No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to read this because I don't like to over prepare.
0: Yes, I know.
1: I, I just, I feel like I lose
0: <laughs> that. I lose that. If I'm like, that's, that's, that's what you bring to the podcast. Ah, It's like that expressions chart they used to see in school, all Mm -hmm. the different emotions and expressions.
1: (laughs) They all show up here. (laughs) Yeah, that's me all the time. Exactly. So funny.
0: She's supposed to jump on any minute, but I mean, haven't actors heard of, of, of screen time calls?
1: I don't know. We don't have to call her agent. So we're talking with our friend Crystal today. Yes. How would you describe Crystal, Amy? Crystal is probably one of the most effervescent people I know. She definitely has this magical sort of light about her. She does. And she is the least judgmental human being I know. It makes sense given that she really is interested in people's stories and experiences. And she doesn't, you can pretty much say anything to her. And she's looking at it more from the angle of like, okay, what is this person experiencing when they were saying this to me? And because I've seen her do this in interpersonal relationships. And I'm just like, how, how did that not hurt your feelings? Or how did that not affect you? And she's very... she's very detached from she's very understanding yeah she is very understanding so I study her like a scientist (laughs) to say what can I what can I learn from this person yes I I like to acquire I acquire friends who are like x-men they have (laughs) you know they have magical abilities and I just study them because I don't have any of those (laughs) As you've well, discovered, <laughs> I
0: think I think you have many, many, many of them. You have many traits that that people like to borrow from you and lean on for. That I sell, you.
1: <laughs> I sell them that for you a ha- premium. That you hack at the bazaar. <laughs> oh my god, bazaar! You hack at the bazaar. and You say, here, you want a skill?
0: Here, just sit in my presence, sit in my shadow." Uh oh, here she comes. Uh oh, she comes. How shall we greet her?
1: What? It's Crystal.
2: crystal. Woo-hoo. Oh my Woo-hoo. gosh. Crystal. This is crazy. Wait, this do you amazing. want a theme song?
1: Do you want a theme song? <laughs>
2: what is your theme song? Like it's crystal clear when she's near <laughs> and she has her coffee and she Yeah, kind of like that. There you, you like are. Cat mug. Crystal. Yes, yeah, I, I love that cat. There's cat mug. on it. Dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Meow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God! You guys are making
0: my home. <laughs> oh my goodness, Crystal! We were just talking about how much we love you and how amazing oh you are, and how you light up the room, and now you're lighting up the podcast.
2: Oh my God! You're gonna make me cry. I feel that way about you guys. I love you guys so much.
1: Uh, you have to say that. Thank you. You're our guest,
2: and we're we'll paying you our show. It would reflect poorly on you if you didn't love us. <laughs> that would be awkward that would be awkward (laughs) that's season two thank you so much (laughs) like I'm so excited it's it's kind of crazy I was talking about it last night because um boyfriend and we took his daughters to Disney Springs and I was I'm "I'm gonna be on my friend's podcast in the morning and they were like are they famous I was like uh yeah to me yes (laughs)
1: but
2: yes
0: <laughs> that's, the, that matters. Matters. Just that's yes. the right answer that's
2: the right answer <laughs> so it was too funny thank you guys so much oh uh, you're so welcome well we're so glad you're
0: here I know we're talking about acting today and you've been acting for I mean how
2: many years when did you start getting into acting I actually well if you take it all the way back I mean I did a couple little plays in school and like a community play when we moved here to Orlando, it was like called the Windermere Players Club. I remember when I was nine years old. And so I did a play there and at church. And I don't really count those as much, but if you're getting technical, that's when mm-hmm. I really did those things. So I so my parents, my mom, she saw that in me, like, you need to be on stage. We need to put you on the stage because you do this. But I never had actual acting training until my adult life. And it was 2012. It was that fall semester mm-hmm. that I really got into this place called Art Sake Studio in Orlando, and I had also actually gone to NL Acting Studio with Natalia Denny. So both of those places really helped me, and that's when it actually started. Mm-hmm. So what
0: do you learn in acting school? Give give, give us a give us a little
2: prim, prim, oh, primer. <laughs> well, and there's plenty of uh fodder out there. You know, there's on Netflix and all these streaming services, there's tons of I realize like shows make up like a parody on acting classes and student it's pretty funny when you start realizing how many there are. Um because it it's it's true. So you get in there and when it's a real acting studio, it has that actor studio look where you're like sitting in that audience and there's like mm-hmm. this little stage, depending on how big it is and a light. The lights there and it's dark over here. So it the Arzake definitely has that vibe it's a smaller more intimate studio it's almost like a garage but like a home style garage studio it's mm-hmm. very tight and intimate and we would go in there and the first you have to go to the first class and you learn a lot of techniques and almost exercises games to play before you even get into scene work and you learn a lot, a lot of it's just
1: getting comfortable
2: mm-hmm. it's a big deal. And when you realize, once you put those pieces of the puzzle together, you can go into a scene and be confident. Exactly. You have, you know, you can't go in not being confident what you're doing. It'll be, everyone will see that and you'll feel yeah. it. And it, you know, what's the point?
1: <laughs> well, Amy, Amy, you took
2: some acting classes in college, didn't you?
1: Yes. I was an actress once upon a time.
2: As she well, flips, flips her hair. <laughs> hair Wait talks. a minute. I don't think I've heard all about this. No. So what?
1: We'll, we'll go back to the beginning. Hang on. Boo, boo, boo. Okay.
2: Now i going, oh, my Jim, God. Jim, Jim. Okay. Flashback. I'm shocked and dismayed.
1: So I grew up in Long Island, and I was in chorus in middle school, and I remember we got to see our first Broadway show, which was Les Miserables. And oh, yeah. I, we were singing all of the music from that, from that musical, And, you know, so much of it was immersing yourself in the characters who are singing this music. So then we go finally after, right before we're about to do our big concert and we get to actually see this Broadway show. And I had never seen a Broadway show before. Mm. And so I was, I think 13, Mm -hmm. 12 or 13 years Mm. old. Well, that's a good age. So this was, life changing for me. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be on stage. I want to be a stage actress. So we did the play. It was amazing. And then we ended up moving, We Mm -hmm. moved to Orlando. And that was such a jolt for me that it completely derailed. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I personally did not handle it
2: well. It's a, it's a t- tough age to move yeah I've i was heard about uh, this like that yeah I didn't,
1: yeah I was on the cusp of sort of becoming the version of myself I had been like you know I had the glasses I was getting contact lenses <laughs> I had my braces off like everything was just this sort of like bloom that was gonna that was gonna take place in high school and then I moved and uh It it just, none of it panned out the way I would. And then the social structure was very different in Orlando schools than it was when I was up there. So it all got derailed through high school. And then when I was in college, I still, some part of me really, really wanted to kind of revisit that. So I took an acting for non-majors class. And I had, I had one friend who I knew from high school in that class, my friend Kathy. And so she was like my safe person, right? And I felt very comfortable with her. We, we grew up in the same neighborhood. It was, it was scary because here are all of these faces. You don't know any of them. And my first thought was like, oh crap, these guys are like legit. And I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm a fraud. I'm in here because...
2: Imposter syndrome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm in here because when my door is closed and I'm by myself, I'm like winning Oscar awards and Grammys (laughs) and Emmys uh... and Tonys. Of course. And so now here I am. But it was amazing because it was scary, but you do work on like getting to know these people and you do these Mm -hmm. weird exercises. I remember I had to be like knee to knee, with another actor Mm -hmm. and we're sitting there and we're like talking back to each other and mirroring something back. And the whole time I'm like, my knees are touching this guy's knees. I've never had my knees touch another boy. What is going on? This is so, is this allowed? This is weird. (laughs) Touching. There was a lot of getting comfortable with your body because your body's an Mm -hmm. instrument. It was surreal. Amazing. Amazing. Taught me so much
2: that I never knew that Amy I'm like I'm so happy to know this well it makes so much sense because just knowing you I'm like Amy you know if she hasn't tried acting before she has so much <laughs> to express and so like you have that you do you have that natural talent and like it's also a skill I'm a clown that I'm a clown. you learned from <laughs> class <laughs> yeah no I feel you same but you, you took
1: it further. Excellent. Yeah, like, you did do the classes. You did do the education.
0: You did do um, the headshots. You, know, you did. Yeah, do, you, you did the auditions. Check, check.
2: I know. And then you auditioned. To me,
1: you auditioned for different things, and you got to be a working actor for a period of time.
2: Yes, I know. And the cool thing is to know for you got for anyone that's going to listen, you can do that at any point in your life, and. I love uh, listening to actors, you know interviews and reading their the articles and then saying, "Okay, I took this amount of time off because I need to live life." I love reading those. It is, you have to give yourself permission to live life, and that's what a lot of it, you learn about acting. You're like you have to live life to be able to express it and storytell tell and, and do this. If you're not out there living and doing stuff, then you have no right in here you're not living have no
1: experiences to draw from yeah Yeah. absolutely even if you have stuff from the past
2: you're draw. it's you've got to keep going and keep living and keep that energy flowing
1: it's using it's
0: using your life as sort of your resource or your fuel yeah
1: well also sultana is an
2: actress yes
1: done some
2: acting as well I know I didn't want to point the finger, but I was like, um can we
0: talk point, about Tatana? <laughs> my my community theater. Yeah. The, yeah,
2: You said it wrong.
1: Yeah. What? Community theater. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Community theater.
0: Yeah, I missed my I missed my big oh. debut as the leading lady because COVID shut down the production. Our debut was like the day. That yeah. everything shut down and the school had to make a very oh last God. minute decision. And, um, but
1: the year before that, or was it the summer before the year that?
0: before that? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I played the... snow white in, yes. um, in fairy Tale courtroom and I added the little flourishes and the little sing song voice. And I loved that. It was good. It was fun. Like obviously you
2: didn't see it, but Saw the video, polo videos, and (laughs) and the other, yeah. I remember you trained
1: with Crystal. Like you were doing a
0: lot. Crystal and I trained together a little bit. She gave me some. She gave me some counsel. And my mother was an actress in plays. She did plays. Mm -hmm. She was also a model. Mm -hmm. Our listeners have met my mother, so that should not surprise them.
2: My mother and I Crystal. Heard, I heard that one too.
0: Yeah, my mother and Crystal. Crystal reminds me a lot of my mom, and Crystal and my mom are our buds. Um, We're buddies now.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're a lot
0: alike. They just have that same sweet presence, that same sort of light, very like non-judgmental openness. They're both beautiful. I used to grow up looking at these pictures of my mother as a model and I have some of them over here actually, but I would look at them and just be like, who is this person? Yeah. Like I have ooh. pictures
1: like that of my mom too. She yeah. Did like modeling same, work too. Same. She, she, she was right now. Yeah. It was funny. I found this magazine from, I think it was from Egypt and cause she lived in, she lived in Egypt for a little while and I was like, wow. what? And she's like, yeah, that's me. Meanwhile, my mom's sitting next to me in her sweatpants.
2: mind-blowing so
1: cute (laughs) I love that I'm curious Crystal how how has your training in acting and some of the experiences you've had as an actress how has it helped you in
2: your day-to-day quote-unquote real life that's like my message that I preach now when I went through Artsake especially as well as now acting studio but I spent that whole training time and it's like all of those exercises and techniques and like mm-hmm. tidbits here and, 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 learning about creativity. You know, she had us reading the artist's way that, which I, we can talk about later um, and going through creative exercises and learning how to be vulnerable and open up and play and share and story t- like going through all of that and having that in my bones. And it, like you said, Amy, it was life-changing just like going to Broadway. It, yeah it hit me. Something hit me and happened inside of me, physically, spiritually, emotional, all of all of it. My teacher, Yvonne Suhor, she's since passed, unfortunately. Um, I remember when
1: that happened.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was
1: devastating. Yeah.
2: Really. I didn't know how bad that was going to hit me. And well, all of us, because you didn't realize how much this woman helped Change your life. It's a different being... kind of
1: therapy. It's like losing your yeah.
2: therapist in a way because
1: you <laughs> work from the limited amount of training that I had, which again, very limited. But what I remember is this person, this leader, this educator is helping you synthesize real life experiences and feelings and emotions that you've had and infuse them into characters that you help create and that process Mm. like it's it's like magic you (laughs) feel it in your body like and that connection that you create with you know your fellow actors and of course with you know your trainer is it's very intimate it's deeply intimate so to lose someone like that that that's that's big
2: yeah I didn't know it How that was going to affect me. But when it did, I was like, wow, this woman, I acknowledged it again. Like, this has been a huge deal in my life. And and even now, it it helps me be more confident about being vulnerable. Like, I don't second guess myself. Like, if I'm talking to a stranger and I want to connect or I see an opportunity or they say something, I'm not thinking and being, she would call it being cerebral. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. She would use it a lot like no filtering and like, don't get cerebral. Let's get, you know, that kind of stuff. Cause you do, you have like this left brain and then the right brain side. And, and when you're in a creative flow and you're in an open place and being vulnerable, it's a totally different feeling. Like you said, you can feel it in your body yeah, in your everything. And this, so, you, you know, when you're right. in that place, it's about the vulnerability.
1: Like you nailed it. That's the first thing I think on the first day that they tell you like, okay, you're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to be open. Um, and I mean, I don't know what your first thought was, but my first thought was like, I have so much shame. I don't know if I'm going to be able to let that show. Mm-hmm. It is scary. It's frightening because
2: you don't know what people it is scary.
1: think of you and how they're going to judge you. So I had
2: kind of the opposite feeling and reaction, which is really funny because most people feel that way. And yeah. we would see that in class and we would do this one exercise. I don't know if you guys did it, but it's called Meisner, Sanford Meisner. He was an acting teacher. He created the, the repetition. Right. So we would call you know Meisner. I remember repetition. this. So you guys did that too. I love, I love Meisner repetition. Like love it because it teaches you how to be in the moment and not think and focus on your partner and also what's going on with you, but stay in that moment and just keep it Fresh, whatever, whatever's happening, you're in that moment and you're not thinking there's no lines. It's completely, mm-hmm. you're connecting and you're there and you're repeating each other. And then new things are hitting and coming out. And it's amazing because the whole point of doing that is being like, okay, what kind of scene would this be? If you had lines, let's watch the scene play out, even though there are no lines and you're just there with your partner and you're in the, the repetition part's kind of weird at first until you get it. And then you're like, oh my gosh. And you watch someone go from being annoyed like I don't want to do this like I'm not in the mood I'm not open mm-hmm. and the other person being like you're not here for me what I'm not here for you that hurts me that hurts you you know like what and then all of a sudden it the it goes into something out and you're like whoa I just watched a whole scene without any lines without yeah. any characters they're just you're being yourself and that was always a great exercise to open up class because it gets those muscles working it gets you focused and in the moment and not thinking which is really helpful it sounds like
0: being fully present like just absolutely and I feel like so many times in life we're not really in that moment we're worrying about the future we're sad about the past we're just either in anxiety or sadness or some some kind of version of of worry but when you're acting like it's almost like going into that dark space with the light you have to leave everything behind it stays outside the door
2: yeah, it helps you focus on something to be present. It gives you the skills and the tools and the technical, this is how you can be present. And once I did that and learned, it changed my life because then I was able to be even more present in my life suddenly. Yeah, And I, I would go outside and be like, the birds are singing again. And I'm smelling the roses. <laughs> Seriously, like everything came <laughs> along. Yeah. Like everything came alive again, just like from my childhood and when I was younger and I wasn't, think, like you said, constantly just pressure on myself or thinking I need to do this. Okay. Cause I do that a lot too. And I have to stop myself. That's a big tendency of mine. And, and knowing this acting training and stuff and all the, I can pull this out whenever I want and be like, you know what, I'm going to meisner with myself. You You can connect with yourself. You can do some of these breathing exercises to get some of that out of your system. And it's, it's how just important, super helpful. How
1: important was it for you to have a really to have a really strong sense of identity going into the training? I speaking from experience, when I took this class, I was in college. I hadn't really no idea who I was. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of the work had to draw from, you know, what you know about yourself. So it was definitely a struggle for me. How important was that for you in your process?
2: That's a really good point and a good question that I am I'm just now fully acknowledging, oh my God, because yeah, when I came into it, I had just had a, a baby, my, my son Harrison, I had had him and it. That's he's what actually prompted me to even go, what do I like to do? What do I want to do? I need to find something else besides being a mom and working, and all these obligations. And like, like, I need to find what do I like to do again. Discover myself. It made me go. I need to do that for him, for me, so that I'll be a good mother. So that mm-hmm. I'm not constantly putting pressure on him or being like all about him all the time. I know oh. that sounds bad in a way, but I think you guys know what I mean. Yeah, no. you know, like I had. Most to go, people don't think that way, and that's. On.
0: I wish well, they did. I mean, that whole sense of like modeling and not just telling, because I think there's the show not tell. And that's, we don't really understand how powerful that is in parenting that sitting there and telling your kids, oh, go be engaged, go learn this, go learn that. But when you're just sitting at home and you're just going to work and home and work and home and they're not seeing you, it's like when I saw those pictures of my mom as a model, like, who is this person? I've never seen my mother really step outside the house. I didn't, it was this mystery. Like I wanted to get to know her. And so I think I I celebrate like, (laughs) yeah. So parents who are willing to be themselves and show up and show their kids the many colors of the rainbow that, that they can possibly be. I think that's so powerful because it shows you what's
1: possible, especially for women with their mothers. Right. Well, Um, for sure. I mean, I, had that sort of upbringing where I saw my parents go to work, come home, take care of us, and that was their whole life. We didn't know that they were actual human beings with like <laughs> wants, wishes, desires, hopes, hobbies. None of that. I remember I hmm. caught a glimpse, a little bit of, um, you know, some some things with my mom when I found some old old pictures. And then I found some books my dad had in his very like computer-based, engineering-based library that were metaphysical in nature. And I was like, what is this? I didn't even know you had an interest in this. And that, again, like when you see that your parents have an interest in something, it makes you want Mm -hmm. to interact with your world a little bit. So did you have that experience with your with your parents? Did you see oh that they had yeah. any
2: of that? When you said that I'm like, <laughs> "Oh man, I will say that I knew that my dad liked to write and he used to write poems and and he what? was always a voracious reader." Yeah, my dad back in and I I know this sounds really creepy and I'm just going to be super honest about it, but I would go, you know, through his dresser and I would start looking <laughs> through his stuff because uh-huh. I knew that he had every had person did this there. though okay good
1: uh, this okay. is
0: everybody did this you were doing a, a character study
2: <laughs> yeah I was just researching I'm really big on research and fact finding <laughs> and checking so that's the journalism and a PR thing right um <laughs> so I did I would go I found all these papers and these notebooks from when he was like 20 21 22 and i'm like look at all this stuff he's got hidden and i was re and i i i didn't hide it from him i was like i just want you look at what i found and look at this and i didn't know that i had only heard about this one poem that he wrote for my mom i guess when he met her he probably wrote it just to snow they call it snowing her over they used to call him snowy and I think it's because there's a mention of snow in this poem I can't recite it I don't have it in front of me but my mother to this day my parents are 71, 73 she can sit there and just recite the whole thing
0: boom
2: and he was quite charming I understand back in the day so he would he did that and I learned a lot by reading that he had a couple like diary entries in there too I was like oh I didn't tell him about those so that was interesting (laughs) I guess. I left that out. It was like a journal and then yeah. So I like, "Oh, I found your poems and your writing they're really good. They're really like, good. Like you should keep doing. It. I would always encourage him. I would say, yeah. "Hey, later when you're not as busy, maybe you can write more later read more. He- he would say yeah in retirement i'm gonna do that and he is reading a lot i wouldn't say he's writing as much because it does it takes like a lot of hard work and focus and dedication and discipline as you Sultana's an amazing writer you guys both are actually because i've read some things that amy's even written both of you guys are just so Thank i'm gonna you. throw that back at you for a second you guys express well verbally and like yeah written it's true it's very true but we only bring on mom, people
0: and guests that will, that will just say like really nice things you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, what other way well, there to go?
1: So I will credit, I will actually credit a lot of um, the vulnerability work I did in some of these acting classes for giving me permission to express. We had to do some exercises in this class um, where we had to create like living art, so we would go into a common space where there are a lot of people with one other actor and we would just make up a scene, right? And there was for the, the benefit or to affect the people around us. So we uh-huh. could choose how we wanted to quote unquote emotionally manipulate our audience. I always wanted to do something that was uplifting because there's so mm-hmm. much that could depress. So we created a scene where we ran into each other. We were like long lost people. I I don't remember if it was romantic or if it was friendship or what, but it was kind of this, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in 15 years. You look exactly the same. And there was just like this embrace and this connection and people were kind of watching and, It was through through playing some of those types of exercises that I was like, vulnerability, like being able to share something you're going through really affects other
2: people. And you can use Mm -hmm. it to heal people. Absolutely. It's life-changing. It is it's healing. Wait, did did that scene become emotional? It sounds like it was happy. Yeah, it was it it was
1: happy. It was it Mm -hmm. was like happy emotional. Um, mm-hmm. it, and again, it was only like a five, it was like a four or five minute scene. It was
2: not very oh, yeah. long. Oh yeah. You and, don't want to stay in that forever. <laughs>
1: no, it was just like a quick and then done. And then we got to talk. We had to report back on what it was like to play it and what was the reaction and what did we notice and what, how did we feel in our body? It was through some of those things. It's called it living
2: art. Okay. I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah. I, maybe I'm messing this cool. up. It was, that was something, it was Will something you- about like live something anyway it was around that time (laughs) yeah it was definitely improv I took an improv class as well in high school um and we did a lot of stuff like that and it was yeah
2: because there's improv for acting and then there's
1: the other kind yeah yeah uh and the improv class I absolutely loved those kinds of experiences really helped me see that you always have more to gain by by approaching a situation with the desire to connect Heck
2: yes yeah I totally agree so is really good at that too oh, just in life you. connecting you are yeah you're like the ultimate connector yes. that's how I know Amy can I just say that yeah it's true <laughs> I, I like to connect people and Amy's also a good connector yes she is We're Legos, guys. We're just all Legos. You guys just have amazing friends. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So
0: I have to ask you this because um, I'm always interested in what people who are more experts in their field think about the field. So I I just want to know, like, okay, so what are your favorite movies? Go.
2: Movies. Um, So my favorite... Has Always been Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. and I've always yes. stuck with that. I'm like, my favorite, and people just look at me like, okay, it's such a good movie, yes. Uh, well, it you know, why because it made a difference. It was a one of those moments, like Amy was talking about going to Broadway when I was in the theater when it came out, it was like 1994. Yeah, right? Tom Hanks, Robin Wright. It was, I was in the theater, I was nine years old in 1994. We had just moved here to Orlando, wow, and we went to the movies because we were doing stuff like that as a family, and they took me. It was rated PG thirteen, right? There's some enough like off stuff for a nine year old, <laughs> I guess. But uh, they yeah. knew I could handle it. They're like, this one, she's she's already like thirty five at nine, so she's fine. <laughs> they didn't they didn't overthink it for me. So, and I just remember sitting. We were close to the front, like row, because it was so packed in there. And it had just came out, and we got a seat. I'm like, I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time. What a story! You know, flashbacks to how he grew up to. To this, to that, and you got drama. You—it's ha- funny. You got some comedy in there. There's history with the, the war when he's in war in the military. You're right. So it's a buffet off. movie.
1: It really it hurts, has so everything. much hurting
2: Yeah, yeah. And he just that character—it touched me in a different way because he was so innocent, right? And he was naive and all this, but he just—he was positive about connecting with people and the people that he loved and this woman that he loved, Jenny. Right, he always loved her, even when she treated him like trash. I'm so sorry. I'm getting like emotional talking about first cup. This is hilarious. But it's true. He just he just did what he did and he was himself. And you know, she was going through her stuff, and it's like they found each other later in life, of course. Anyone who saw that movie and you know, he saw it through to the end and then came out with a a, a child and it just the whole thing. When I watch it to this day, I'm like, like this. Yeah, that's a fantastic. <laughs> just talking movie. about it, it's hilarious how it some things will hit you and and other things not. But I love um, the Shawshank Redemption on my list, The Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, American Beauty. I could go on and on. There is a movie that I saw recently that I watched twice, which is unusual for me. And I think Sultana told me she saw it because I was like, I just watched this. It's called Life Itself. And I was telling her, it was like the other month, like a couple months ago when I saw it for the first time. And it I just cried when I watched it because it was so touching to me. It is like a vignette. Like it shows different people's lives and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, relationships and love and death. And it just, it's a lot of life. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Life itself, it was good. Is
1: there a character that you wish you had the opportunity to play
2: yeah and it's not even a like a named character like I've always seen myself in like a real raw edgy film where I'm like an ex-drug addict or like an ex prostitute or I or they're flashing back in my hard life and this and that and I don't know I'm creating I've created so many different storylines in my head (laughs) like I could go through a million of them but yeah I always saw myself Getting to that point where I was being able to play with like raw, edgy stuff and go there, and like I wouldn't be afraid to, you know, and go right. to those hard, the places really intense people, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we would do some of that stuff in class too at school. you know, it was, a, it was a serious school, and you would see a lot of serious scenes and serious work going on as well as the lighter stuff. So it was, it affected me too, and it made me go there. And I was never afraid to go there. I'll, I'll comment back to what you were saying earlier, Amy, about feeling like, oh gosh, I have to be vulnerable to shame. I just was so ready because I had so much of that built up. I was ready to open up and burst that I didn't have that. I wasn't, I I don't know why I just was not, I could feel the fear and I knew I had to do it anyway. And I learned that in class. And I'm like, if I don't do this, I will disappoint myself and I'll hate myself and I have to go for it. And I'm either going to be zero or a hundred. If I'm here, I'm going to be a hundred and I'm going to go. For, and I don't care if I fall on my face, you know, I don't care if I look stupid or like yeah. if I mess up because that's how I'm going to be proud of myself for having that courage to go there and be vulnerable sure. and go a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Cause that's, that's what you can't put a price on is being proud of yourself for stuff like that. You cannot put, a value on something like that is priceless, yeah. you know.
0: Well, even sitting there and like listening to you Crystal right now, I think it's probably for a lot of people it's like like they, they probably can't even understand what you're saying because they've never gone to that place. Like when you when you have to act and be in that kind of situation where you're using the experiences you've had in life, not just a so, like kind of process them, but you're processing them out loud in front of other people, in front of a camera, in front of a live audience and having to tap into that and pull that out. And so you just have access, immediate access to a range of emotions. And I just think about like how powerful something like that can be in day-to-day life, but that's gotta also sometimes make it hard like relating to other people who are not in that space. Like is that
2: difficult for you? I'm laughing cuz um I I was reading some quote this morning and I can't even remember it but it was basically like awakened people, you know, if you're if you're woke, if you're awakened, it's like you you know, you don't look down on people that aren't or that aren't there not being involved because you're like you have that compassion and that empathy mm. for someone who's not there and being like, "Oh man, I hope they can get there. I hope, you know, you wish that for somebody if you see someone being closed or not being open and whatever the situation is, just kind of dredging through life and not, I mean, we all have to do right. Like life stuff. That's uh, not fun and sexy and glamorous, right? we got to do business. We have got to do it, but God, I'm going to be myself and be messy and vulnerable through it. And I I'm so glad that I learned and did and just to put it up and that's how I learned was going through acting training. It, it prepared me for life. And yeah. I mean, I was always in communication, like Sultana knows that's how I know her PR communication at the agency that we work together. That's how we met. And I always thought I was a good communicator so forth. So that was my major that I chose. But no, I really wasn't. It's like now, like you said, Amy, when when you when you learn how to connect and be then you really learn how to communicate and and live and I mean that's it that's everything to me is relationships and connecting and being there for somebody or touching you know all of it so that's all present and acting and with the storytelling and that's what's so great about it I think I have a
1: question for you did you ever find yourself in your room or in the shower or wherever just like making up a soap opera scene and acting it out like I did
2: Um, yeah, like like that's a normal well, thing, right? So Everybody times, does this. I always did that. That was always a natural thing. And I thought, well, most kids probably do that that are expressive in some sort because you're pretending and you're in your imaginary mm-hmm. world as a child. So kids play, right? You have roles, you're playing house, right. you're playing this you're playing dolls or a uh, GI whatever mm-hmm. it is. Or you're talk. I would talk to myself, Amy. Yeah. I, my parents could tell you, they're like, she's a strange, they thought they were like, what is going on with her? I would go outside in the woods. We lived in Atlanta in the back same. and I would pretend I was on Survivor before they ever had Survivor. <laughs> oh yeah. I was on Survivor. Oh they yeah. the Same stuff. Or I was in a dramatic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me too. Oh, I was surviving in the woods and I was about me to die too. and I was falling. and Oh, there's a bear chasing <laughs> oh, me. And- God. Very dramatic <laughs> scenes, some very funny ones, like yeah. all of the rainbow, right? And it was for me, no one was watching me. I was doing that for me. For you, I had so it was much for inside you. of me to express. Yeah. There were stories and emotions and things going on inside of me that, and back then, you're not judging yourself. You're a child, no. like no one's what. So I wouldn't think about it, but now I'm like, oh my god <laughs> that was a lot going on for yeah,
0: some time but it's that the imagination like I I worry too about kids the kids these days <laughs> but you know like seriously I think that so much there's so many things that don't allow a kid to be bored quote-unquote bored and just have that like make believe mm. time that time to use their imagination yeah. because that's like we just used to have to
1: like sit there I mean we were sort of the last generation we were banished to our room right and our parents were like leave us alone we have stuff to do and you just sit in your room with your toys
2: and create yourself and talk to yourself like us (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Create character. Yeah, I would listen to music a lot. Like I'm sure you guys did. Music was a big thing. But yeah, oh my God, once once I got into the care, I was always creating shows and characters. And t- I would go roller skating too. I had roller skates, and I'd go roller skating around the block and talk to myself and make up a whole show in my head. And I would play all the characters. I'm sure my neighbors were like, "Whoa, there's that girl."
0: Man, I wish we lived in the same neighborhood as kids. Oh my gosh, right? oh, oh my gosh, so we would have had a
2: blast. <laughs> We would
0: have had it would a have been the Ya-Ya
2: sisterhood times We 100. would have been
0: the Yaya sisterhood. <laughs> totally. We would have been roller skating and bubble I know. gumming. Oh, and
2: I mean I want to do that now. I don't <laughs> I mean <laughs> as long as I can keep it going. I want right? to keep that going. Exactly. I know. I'm I i do not think I'm I'm like, am I ever gonna grow up as long as I can keep doing all this? I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna make a little side note. I just recently found out I have ADD, ADHD, whatever that is, and I'm going, oh. Oh, what's the weather like? I'm enjoying. But yeah. So, and that's a cool thing that I learned too, that it helps with my energy. And maybe that's why I was good at comedy. You know, when I learned about acting and all the the timing for comedy and the energy ball and, you know, you learn all that. So everything can be a strength, right? When you know how to use it.
1: Yeah. You turn all of the things that may be perceived as hindrances and you able, you're able to use them as fuel. That's what I love so much about yeah. about the welcoming aspect of acting. Like you bring everything you've got, good or bad, to the table, and you can use mm-hmm. it. So, what kind of lessons would you share
0: when it comes to creativity with other people who you know aren't actors? maybe some of the moms at home or just any or dads, anybody, anybody that's listening that are kind of going, huh, I want some of that energy that she has. I want some of that. I think it's
2: a great place to start. And I learned this from some of the books and articles that I read. Just go back to your childhood. Like, what did you love doing and enjoy doing as a child that was natural that can't what were you really interested in before your parents or society school got to you and said oh you need to do this or you're good at this Mm -hmm. and you start learning those cues from other people right and you start thinking and getting cerebral like oh maybe i should do this because they said i'm good at this and and you, you can push some of the things you really enjoy doing to the side, right? Especially if you're not getting a re- positive reinforcement back for something you do enjoy doing, um, whether that's drawing, painting, you know, singing, playing instruments, acting, whatever it is, if you don't have someone there to kind of help point you in the right direction, it can be a little tricky. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are really just strong-willed and they know and they, they know themselves. And I always yeah. find those people amazing like how did you do that because i was always looking for permission right as i was growing up and yeah and hand same. raised same
1: i was not a strong willed child or i'm still not a strong willed person i'm i've always had that same sort of like is this okay for me to do am i
2: allowed to do this right looking
0: for permission
2: yeah i was a people pleasing rule breaker however that makes sense but i think <laughs> i think it's good for people to think like that and go back and brainstorm and and kind of do that as a first step to see if they're missing anything from their life right now that, that was, you know, their natural interest and desire. Mm-hmm. Because for me, that was acting like we're talking about doing the characters and the talking to ourselves and living in that imaginary world. Mm-hmm. And that was natural for us, right? right? And so that's an interest and that is something that you can always go back to. In life, even as you as we get older, as we age, you know, acting and perf- that's something you can always pick up again, refresh, and do it again. And you're just in a different place in life. So I always encourage people: it's never it's never too late. True,
1: TikTok is always available you know? for people to <laughs> act out there act out whatever they want.
2: Don't okay, do it. I'm not if doing it. Yeah, that's what I told myself. <laughs> it's a no especially with the ADD now that I know. Uh, I want to I, I want to see to a Crystal.
1: Myself. I want to see a Crystal TikTok
2: channel though. So bad.
1: Me oh, too. So bad.
2: Me no. too. You're right. I know. So, I was going to mention that book, Julia Cameron's book The Artist's Way: A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity, and then she has this other one called The Vein of Gold, and I read both of those probably a couple times and I've gone through the exercises, so I want to make sure to mention that cuz you're talking about, you know, creativity in general. And so it's not necessarily about acting, but your creative um, outlet and spirit and re- basically rediscovering your creative self because most yeah. people lose it, right? In adulthood, those yeah. are some really good books.
0: Well, listening to you, I mean, it just, it does really sound like a lot of the creativity that you tapped into in
2: your acting was really the things that gave you joy as a child. Yes. Absolutely. It was my natural state. And then I had to relearn that and rediscover that as an adult going through, I had to go through training to learn how to be again. Yeah. God, isn't that funny? Hmm. That's the truth. Not- we have to unlearn yes. all of the things in order yes. to just be sometimes. If you're doing improv, you can't stop to think. There's no thinking when you're improv improvisation, whether it's reacting or the long form improv- whatever it is, there's no thinking. Yeah. it is flowing and that's, and that's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable and showing up and
1: playing with us. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Thank you. Thank you for. Thank you guys.
2: Bye. Right. Thank you. Appreciate y'all.